Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Come on. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. Three by two, trip to his left. That's where he looks initially, gets through it, drives the ball down the right seat. Cooper Cup has the catch, middle of the field at the 10, 5, touchdown, L.A. Cooper Cup with his second touchdown of the second half, and the Rams are back on the high side. Hertz is rolling, he's looking, he is firing, and it's caught. The Tuesday NFL doubleheader. Actually, they're simultaneous games more than doubleheader. But a couple of games there, you heard Cooper Cup, who continues to run wild and just rampage through secondaries across the NFL. Nine catches, 136 yards, scores two touchdowns, and the Rams beat the Seahawks 20-10. Rams now 10-4, and tied with the Cardinals for the division lead. PK, you were doubting the Cardinals all year. Do they look like the wild card team to you now? The Rams are over that three-game losing streak. They're back, baby, and they are going to handle this. Yeah, I never thought they left. I mean, it's a long season. You lose games. I'm just fascinated that you use rampage as a verb rather than a noun. That was impressive right there. I've never heard that done in the history of my life, and I am old as dirt. So that was something that was uh, just unexpected right off the top of the 7 o'clock hour. So, yeah, I think the Rams are the better team. I've always thought the Rams are the better team. And then they add Beckham and Miller, and it just adds to it. Uh, At the same time, man, I think the league ought to just do this. Once we get done with the colleges and, and then at this time of year, they've got bowl games that pretty much only the people who have a connection to are interested. I did not watch one second of any college games, but I watched every second of the Rams Seahawks game. It just seems like it's it, it's it, it's a festive time of year and I want to watch NFL football. So I think they might have stumbled onto something. I would try now going forward henceforth and forever to have games on Tuesdays like that cuz I was right there the whole time. So they're done with buys at this point, so you'd be okay with the Tuesday to Sunday turnaround because the players' union predictably will not be okay with that. I get where you're going from the viewership standpoint. Yeah, fans will sign off left and right, man. You're leading a parade there, and you got a long line of fans behind you. How's it any different from playing on a Sunday and then playing Thursday? It's not that different, and the, and the, and the players' union, I think they had to agree to that in the CBA, and now they really hate it. But you're right, it's not. It's the same amount of time in the turnaround. I don't know if they were. Minute. Make more. It's all about making money. Well, they'll, yeah. they'll sell your soul for, for money. For more money, right. Uh, the Rams are going to Minnesota and Baltimore the next two weeks, wrap it up with the Niners. So a difficult schedule down the stretch. The, the division isn't guaranteed, but uh, they have... They've made up a lot of ground very quickly, that's for sure. And you know, only the first team gets a bye, so it doesn't yeah. really matter whether you win a division or earn the wild card. I mean, it brackets, I guess, but you got to play the best teams at some point. The Eagles, 27-17 winners over. Oh, one thing before we leave the Rams. How, how much uh, should, and I know we can always complain about refs, but wasn't that a flagrant P.I. that didn't get called there on fourth down at the end of the game? Wasn't that an obvious pass interference? I thought it was, yeah. I did. Yeah. 
I don't know if they would have won the game. They're down a touchdown. Roll with that stuff. You you tell me when that doesn't occur, and then I'll rampage through my feelings. Rampage through. I won't go on a rampage. I mean, using that as a verb was just shocking. I've got to admit. Eagles 27-17 over Washington. Eagles 7-7 tied for the last wild card in the NFC. Hurts, efficient, 20 of 26, throwing the ball. 296 yards and a touchdown. And the Eagles win again. Leonard Fournette, expected to be placed in injured reserve, missed the rest of the regular season. They're hoping he's back for the playoffs. He's a game changer. Obviously, the Bucs could use him in the postseason. There is uh, no sense messing with him in the regular season. See if he can get healthy for the playoffs. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin told reporters franchise does not regret Trading linebacker Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs, who they face this week. We didn't weigh the circumstances. We weighed our circumstances, but also to be quite honest with you and blunt, Melvin no longer wanted to be here. And for us, we prefer volunteers as opposed to hostages. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, pretty, right? Pretty good quote. <laughs> Tomlin. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Lucas doesn't find anybody going to run to the far side. He's a tuck it and go. The 10. Then he'll throw back of the end zone to Jesse Matthews. Touchdown. Aztecs. Lucas back to make a throw. Wide open for a moment. If he got the ball there in the end zone in time. Tyrell Shavers. Touchdown. Aztecs. San Diego State beats Texas San Antonio. They beat UTSA 38-24 in the uh, whatever Frisco Bowl. Both teams... Tropical Smoothie Cafe, come on. Thank you. Both teams finished 12-2. And and Wyoming, 52-38 over Kent State up in Boise. So the Mountain West improves to 4-0 in the bowl season. I did see that the uh, end of the game in Wyoming, they dumped French fries on on, uh, the coach. That was funny. That was good. There's uh, all the people who can do that are pulling that. I don't know. Did they dump a smoothie on? Uh... So they do not. They almost look like Gatorade for Brady oh. Hoke. There's talk because there's the Duke Mayo Bowl. I know. I know. Week, and they're talking about mayo, mayo being in that one. That's disgusting. I was like, that's awful. They were. Doc, uh, yes, sir. You started your thought with so. We already oh, got somebody else okay. who does that every yeah. time. Oh. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm in trouble. Uh, one note on that. Kalani said last couple years ago when he got the fries dumped on him, ice cold. They've been sitting out for way too long. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Missouri plays Army in the Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, Missouri running back Tyler Betty, who led the SEC in rushing, is sitting out. He's going to prep for the NFL. Well, so will I. You're going to sit that game out? No interest. Former Ohio State quarterback Jack Miller announced he's transferring to Florida to play for new Gators coach Billy Napier. Miller is a former four-star prospect out of... Yeah, he's out of the Phoenix area, and I think Napier recruited him when he was on ASU staff, so I think that's the connection there. Former USC quarterback and on Slovis. Keaton Slovis will uh, transfer to Pitt. Former Trojan starter figuring to replace Kenny Pickett. With the ACC champs. He's got two years of eligibility left. Yeah, he's out of Phoenix, too, and I have no idea what the connection is. <laughs> they had an offense that showcased a quarterback who's going to the NFL. Can we go with that? I don't know how many guys they have back and all that stuff, but... Maybe so. Yeah, I don't know. 
Miami announced its football team is in COVID-19 protocols but remains committed to playing in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl against Washington State New Year's Eve. Team had multiple positive tests. Hey, Miami now with their new coach. They're going to play in the Tony Tiger Bowl. I mean, you got to look out for them because they're great. (laughs) Well played. (laughs) DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Back out to Tyler, top of the key. Stepped in and then stepped back for three. Goodness gracious, Tyler Hero. Good to see you again. Finds Randall up top. And now it's Fournier. 19 points, leads all scores. Three-pointer, nails it. Evan Fournier with 22. Made four threes, and the Knicks lead by 10. Bottom three. Oh, take that. Splash! Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. That's a home alone reference, by the way. I got it, J.D. I'm getting old, man. I got it. Brunson to the right to Neil Aquina. And back to Brunson against McDaniels. Pulls up off the crossover and hits the foul on jumper. Steps to his right, fires a three. Over Westbrook and cans it. Devin Booker's feeling it here in the third. He's three for three from deep and has 20 points to lead the Suns. Phoenix Suns beat the Lakers 108-90, to the final score. Of course, AD's out for a while. The Lakers are going to be shorthanded here. LeBron does what he does and goes for 34 points and seven boards. But even with Westbrook chipping in for 22, the other three starters scored seven points combined. Not enough juice there, PK. I don't care about the Lakers. I think the Suns are the best team in the league. I was excited to watch that game after the NFL game. I was going to watch the entirety of this game, and I believe the Suns are better than they were last year. A number of reasons that makes them better. Bridges is a better player. Aiton's a better player. They didn't have McGee last year. He's given them a huge boost. Uh, Landry Shamet, they didn't have. I mean, he's not a star, but he's a nice role player. I, I believe they're actually better than they were last year. I think they're the best team in the league. McGee in the Hassan Whiteside type role, playing 16 minutes off the bench, 10 points, 10 rebounds. They've been going nuts over Whiteside's rebounding production in limited minutes. McGee's doing the same thing for uh, Phoenix. Those are uh, getting a double double in 16 minutes. Yeah, I mean, they literally didn't have that player on the roster. The Jazz had favors. Now, Whiteside is producing better. I understand that. Uh, But the Suns didn't even have that type of player on the the roster last year. And uh, and I realize the Lakers, they're they're just an average team at best right now. But I was very impressed with the Suns. Minnesota Timberwolves will be here to play the Jazz tomorrow. Mavericks beat the Timberwolves 114-102. to Jalen Brunson led Dallas with 28 points. Those are the Jazz next two opponents. Timberwolves will be here on Thursday. The Mavericks on Saturday. The Christmas Day schedule could be in flux. The Jazz right now are scheduled to play the Mavericks at 8.30. But that is one of the, the, the first and last game of the least important TV windows. So the NBA... Sent out a memo to teams. Woj had it, and the teams that play early and late may have to shuffle their games to fill the middle three time slots if uh, some team is unable to uh, field a team and a game's in jeopardy. So that Jazz Mavericks game could end up being uh, a little earlier instead of being the fifth game of the day. It could end up could in one of the other be time postponed slots. too. I mean, every game is in flux. Why? Why are we signaling that that day? Every game going forward is in flux. Right, but I don't think your game time will change in a, on another day because somebody so j- else's just, game Just your day will change. Okay. Yeah. Not, not that big of a deal. <laughs> it's the same thing. 
or could be postponed. This is the world in which we live in. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver told ESPN's Malik Andrews the league has no plans to suspend its season as COVID-19 surges throughout the league. He says, we of course have looked at all the options, but frankly we're having trouble coming up with what the logic would be behind pausing right now. Probably Ooh, got- man, that's Republican of Adam. Probably got that question because the (laughs) NHL hit pause on their season. It was in response to that, yeah. Ooh, Adam taking on a different point of view. That's interesting. You're not giving up that money. (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't blame him, man. Who wants to give up money? I mean, they're not going to do it until they have to do it is what it boils down to, and hopefully they don't have to do it. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Oh boy. Long pass. Whoa, it went in. <laughs> Shulgin puts his hands up in the air. Uh, that was an alley oop, but Shulgin's going to take it. 31 22. Just take it. Say you meant to shoot it the whole time, right, coach? You betcha. Utah State beating Portland State. Humorous moment and otherwise the total blowout. It's a scheduled win. Portland State's a bad big sky team. And Utah State lit them up. 81-62. As usual, Justin Bean providing a huge stat line. 29 points, 12 rebounds. That's Justin Bean Bryant, man. Get it right. These are just great times now for Aggies. I mean, you got their announcer just laughing. He's just laughing all the time now because every sport's winning, or at least the sports he does. Who is that guy? Scotty G. Who's coach? I don't know. I need more than, yep, out of the voice to uh, know what's going on. Utes beat Fresno State 55-50. to Watched a little bit of that game, flipping around PK. The NFL games were on then. Both teams struggling to score there, but the Utes eventually get it done. I wasn't sure either team was going to make it to 50. At halftime, they weren't tracking for that, but they got there, and the Utes get the win and improved 8-4. Over a Fresno State team that was picked to finish in the middle of the Mountain West. It's Coach Lance Beckert, if you were keeping track of him. Who did he coach for? He's a former Utah State assistant. Yep. UVU blowing out Washington, sixty-eight to fifty-two. The Wolverines improved to nine and three on the year. BYU in Hawaii tonight to play South Florida. The game's on ESPNU at seven thirty. BYU going for win number ten. They're off to a nine and two start tonight. And Dixie State and Cedar City is in Cedar City to take on Southern Utah. Seven o'clock on ESPN Plus. What is Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Time now to bring in Taylor Johnson, development coordinator at The Road Home. The holiday media-thon continues. You can donate online at theroadhome.org or at 801-819-7300. Taylor, good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on today. Thanks for coming on here for a few minutes here to talk about the road home. And as development coordinator, I suppose you would like to underline how important this event is right now to the road home year round. You're right. You're right. So right now we are matching donations. Um, Everything will be doubled right now by calling 801-819-7300. And all of the funds raised 
both yesterday and today, are going directly to helping people step out of homelessness, supporting the vital programs and services that we provide every day, just like emergency shelter for the hundreds of people who are outside right now in need of shelter. So I think people are familiar with the road home and the emergency shelter. Uh, The road home's been around in one form or another for 97 years, so there's a long track record there. But can you explain what you're doing with supportive housing? What is that? When people make a donation and it's in support of the supportive housing, what are you doing for people? Yeah, great question. So at the core of our mission is also housing. We know housing is the solution to homelessness. So Supportive housing, um, that's when we have case managers who are able to help and be on site with people who have experienced long-term homelessness. And so in each of our different permanent supportive housing facilities, we have one here just over here on Main Street. Um, But that's for someone who's experienced homelessness for over a year. It's been a long time, and they just need a little bit of extra support um, by our case managers helping get adjusted to living in a single studio apartment style, um, building community, building connections, and getting kind of reacquainted with with what that looks like. So I was uh, surprised to find out that that's now two-thirds of the people you work with are in that situation. One-third are in the phase where they're in emergency housing. So I I assume that number just keeps building. You've got long-term relationships with people in supportive housing. We do. So we, we do supportive housing, um, and that's actually a, in the supportive portion, which is the long-term homelessness. That's usually actually a really small percentage of people, but it's the larger percentage um, in our housing programs that we serve each day. And that includes both rapid rehousing for like families and veterans, and then we have a veterans housing program as well. So we, we have housing programs unique to everybody's different situation. As we know, homelessness is not just a one-time experience, or sorry, not just a one one um, type of experience. Everybody experiences it in their own unique way, and when they need different support from case managers, from different teams across the spectrum to meet their need and, and have that stability. So it's different for maybe a veteran came to it one way, somebody who aged out of... Uh foster care came to it another way someone with addiction issues has a third experience and you just keep going down exactly a wide that. range of experiences exactly that and that's what our case managers do is then they work they hear those stories they connect people with resources they get people connected with the right program that's best going to suit them and their experience for that long-term stability um and and self-sufficiency If you'd like to help in the holidays, it's obviously cold outside. We all know that. You want to make a difference in somebody's life right now, you can call 801-819-7300. The Huntsman Foundation is matching all donations up to $1 million right now. 801-819-7300. Or you can donate online at theroadhome.org. Taylor, thanks for coming on with us this morning. Thank you so much.